Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about the fascinating topic of what's often referred to as a quarter life crisis. So this episode has come about because if you're listening in real time, um, on Saturday, I turned 25. So I thought this would be very fitting episode to do. So I'd imagine that we're all familiar with a midlife crisis, you know, something um, that unfolds within your late 40s, early 50s, you know, the typical stereotypes of men buying convertibles, women dyeing their hair pink or purple, you know, that sort of shit. So, so I think we all kind of know what a midlife crisis is, but a quarter life crisis, which usually strikes in our 20s. It seems to receive significantly less attention. You might be encountering this term for the first time today, but I assure you it's very real and it deserves our attention today. So, the term quarter life crisis is relatively recent in the world of psychology, self-help and wellness. So in essence, it kind of describes a phase characterized by panic, uncertainty, and sort of like a personal breakdown, so to speak. So during this period, we find ourselves kind of grappling with profound existential questions that may not have previously crossed our minds. So the result often feels like a crisis, leaving us, you know, bewildered and motivated to make substantial life changes. Typically, these changes revolve around three main areas. So that's um, career, love, and our overall life context or location. So I know that sounds like four, but it is three. It's career, love, and our overall life context, which also relates to location. So we become preoccupied with our life choices, the fulfillment of our relationships, our overall satisfaction of life, and whether we're in the right place in our life. I am so deeply kind of intrigued and fascinated with this whole concept Um as I'm currently, I feel like that I've been in my own quarter life crisis for like probably since June, maybe even May. <laughs> so I'm sure many of you can relate um, if you're in your mid 20s or you're approaching your 30s somewhere along there, you know, it's causing us to reassess our lives and experience um, moments of panic. So while I may not have all the answers to those unanswered questions today, questions like um, where do I fit into the world and what is my purpose or even what am I doing with my life, right? We will start from the beginning. What exactly is a quarter-life crisis? So let's get into it. Okay, so when we talk about a quarter-life crisis, we're kind of primarily referring to the phase in our lives that unfolds during our 20s. So for most of us, this period is going to begin contemplating the fact that we're likely to have around 80 years on this planet, okay? So thus, we're in a quarter of the way through our lives, okay? So hence the term quarter-life crisis. Just thought I had to explain that. So this realization can hit us pretty hard. So whether you're, you know, 23, 24, 25, or really any age within 20 and 30, I would say, you know, that's when we are left pondering what we've achieved so far and where we're headed. So first and foremost, it's critical to kind of understand that experiencing a quarter life crisis is entirely normal. So in fact, I would be more concerned if someone didn't go through it um, because this 
this phase represents kind of a pivotal moment in the redirection, the clarity and, you know, personal growth, all of which are essential in our development. So a quarter-life crisis isn't a clinical term. You know, you won't find it in the DSM or um, receive a formal diagnosis. So instead, it's a highly subjective, you know, individual kind of form of extradential crisis that often occurs when an individual in a certain life phase begins asking themselves profound questions they've never really pondered before asked themselves before okay so this leads to kind of uh, to this intense soul searching across critical life domains you know um your career your relationships financial situations and you know your aspirations so these large these complex issues to kind of tackle all simultaneously so if you find yourself in a stressful period marked by kind of doubt and anxiety and a desire to escape or make significant changes you know I can tell you that you are not alone in this, okay? So actually, in fact, coincidentally, I went on my LinkedIn and this study came up and it was conducted recently and it found that 72% of young people surveyed in it had experienced some form of quarter-life crisis with like 33%, I believe, currently just navigating through it. So these statistics probably showcase how widespread this experience truly is and how recognized it's becoming at the moment. So the average kind of age for a quarter-life crisis tends to be around 26 to 27, but, you know, it can strike at various points within this age range. Um, so this timing kind of makes more sense as your 30s are kind of looming on the horizon and that's the next major phase in kind of adulthood, you know, in your 30s. So we often feel that we kind of poses enough life experience to be adults, but yet we don't quite feel like it if that makes sense. So this kind of paradox can lead us to start renew even ending long-term relationships we once believed would lead to like marriage or experiencing profound dissatisfaction kind of in our professional paths and careers. So as we kind of grapple with these internal struggles, we also kind of observe others around us seemingly achieving these milestones, getting married, having kids, pursuing their passions and kind of, you know, climbing the career ladder while we, from our own experiences, perceive ourselves as making mistakes or being left behind. So, this in contrast can kind of heighten our internal dissatisfaction. So say that, you know, you your group of friends are currently, you know, settled in lovely committed relationships while you're still gathering a collection of bad date stories, navigating failed talking stages, you know, uh, or sharing assuming yet regrettable hookups. So you know, you might find yourself repeating the same patterns that you've engaged in since you were 18, 19, while those around you kind of appear more matured and have achieved that kind of stability in their life. So this is like where you it can kind of be triggered from as well. So another factor to consider is that our 20s often feel like kind of a vacuum between our teenage years and what we perceived as a kind of fulfilled adulthood. So our 30s so to speak um 
we kind of face conflicting expectations within this whole situation and scenarios and kind of decade of life. You know, society tells us to settle down and establish ourselves in our career, yet our brains are still developing, you know, and we're exploring our identities and aspirations still, you know, we're still going between jobs and we're trying to figure out who we are still. So while we feel like, you know, the pressure to manage finances and careers, we also witness this rapid change in the world around us, you know, we've we've got inflation and unemployment and climate change, unaffordable housing and, you know, lower incomes compared to our parents' generation. So we've got all this shit on top of the traditional expectations of having all of our shit together and having a house, having that clear life plan, you know, this is just no longer realistic and you need to accept this and you need to understand it, all right? Many of us find ourselves abandoning kind of childhood dreams such as becoming millionaires, owning beachfront homes, you know, or pursuing endless global trotting adventures because these aspirations now seem financially unattainable. So kind of with all of that, being said, I've kind of been engaging more and more with my friends and having conversations with the people around me about how kind of our childhood visions of life no longer kind of align with what reality is throwing at us. So these dreams kind of appear increasingly out of reach. And, you know, I acknowledge that it's most likely I will not become a millionaire anytime soon, but I will be. You heard it here first. We kind of start shelving our ambitions and goals, you know, including those creative pursuits like music and art. And we, and we learn, like, we let go of all the fantasies, like a white picket fence or a beachside home, because these dreams now more than ever just become with a ridiculous price tag, which feels so out of reach. So this kind of realization can serve as kind of a harsh trigger for what we eventually go through as a quarter life crisis. So, you know, in some ways where we currently find ourselves may not align where we kind of envisioned we would be at this age, you know. I mean, I recall being 15, 16 and thinking that I would be a successful architect living in like Melbourne or Sydney. I would be traveling the world, you know. I was dead set on being single. I was dead set of like living in a um apartment block, you know, I was dead set on all of that shit and being just career motivated. And now I'm in a committed relate long-term relationship. I have two dogs. We own a home, you know, I'm making good money. I have such a successful career in construction and I love doing what I do. So you can kind of see how just things that I thought would happen just didn't because my whole life pivoted. I changed as a person and I wanted different things now. And, you know, don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. I fucking love my life and how it's turned out now and I wouldn't change anything in the world, you know. But I have experienced tremendous growth and unforgettable moments in my late teens and early 20s, you know, kind of surpassing my childhood expectations in so many ways, right? However, at the core of a quarter-life crisis lies kind of this quest of meaning in life, an endeavor as personal as it is challenging to kind of define. So like researchers have attempted to kind of encapsulate it as a sense that our lives hold significance, purpose, and coherence. So in kind of simpler terms, 
It's the feeling that our lives have a meaningful direction that kind of makes sense to us and imparts a sense of worth within ourselves. Yet, when we're in our 20s, we're still young and we're in our journey of self-discovery, making the pursuits of purpose and a meaningful career a profound kind of challenge. So, when we struggle to kind of find meaning and grapple with the understanding that this kind of experience is entirely normal. It can lead to a typical, you know, kind of symptoms and reactions like dread, stress, anxiety, and kind of a sense of unfulfillment. So the need for purpose is a fundamental aspect of being human, right? So we yearn for it. And we, when we are in lack of it, we can kind of experience severe psychological de-stress, all right? So purpose is considered a cornerstone for fulfilling life and is so fucking vital that it it is measured in the most well-being assignment and mental health kind of evaluations, so to speak, if that makes sense. So these kind of like assessments often kind of inquired, do you feel like you have a sense of purpose? So that's kind of the question we always get asked. And there are so, like, there are very psychological reasons why purpose is paramount and it's a fundamental thing as a human being to have. So actually one intriguing kind of article that I found in Psychology Today while researching this podcast topic So there's like this suggestion that having a clear direction or purpose in life kind of shields us from something called psychological discord. So this discord is often like the disquiet we feel when our minds aren't engaged with external stimuli. I hope that this is all making sense. It's a bit sciencey, I know. But when we lack something to strive towards, this kind of unease can lead to boredom, which in turn can escalate into anxiety, depression, and kind of a full-blown crisis, essentially, at the end of it. So you got to understand that purpose provides us with a channel for our energy, our, our ambition, you know, our personal development. And moreover, it's critical for both personal and social growth as well. So when we begin to kind of question whether we are contributing to the world and whether our lives hold meaning, it can be really unsettling because it's kind of I mean, like, it contradicts our fundamental psychological need for a sense of importance and direction. So this, in essence, encapsulates the core of a quarter-life crisis right there. So if you find yourself at a crossroads, kind of like evaluating your past choices, your career path now, or your general life direction, and you're thinking this isn't what I want. This, like, I'm not happy. And it's likely because your current path doesn't kind of align with your purpose. It could also be that because you've made decisions about your future when you were, you know, 16, 17, and you've kind of evolved into a different person since then, as we kind of accumulate more responsibilities and feel the pressure to be an adult in our mid to late 20s, life becomes increasingly confusing. I think that's the perfect word for it. Confusing. It is so fucking confusing. But it is important to kind of recognize that this crisis, although uncomfortable, is both normal and incredibly 
significant to our personal growth, okay? Now, let's kind of talk about how a quarter-life crisis can kind of manifest and why it's crucial for our development rather than something to be avoided, right? So there are certain common kind of stresses that contribute to this crisis, and it's kind of important to understand why you might be experiencing these kinds of feelings. So one major stressor in the process of kind of career planning and job searching, so whether you're embarking on your first job after graduating from uni or switching between different jobs or trying to decide on your major you know, career planning and job choices are often kind of a significant source of stress during our 20s, all right? A particular daunting realization in your 20s is that if you choose a full-time career, you might spend most of your life in an office, you know, and this kind of prospect can kind of be both exciting and terrifying at the same time. So our identities have become closely intertwined with our careers, you know, a phenomenon that begins in our childhood and adolescence when we are kind of bombarded with questions like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, all of those sorts of questions. What do you want to be? Where you want to go to uni? You know, what are you going to study? What do you want to do? All that sort of shit. So rather than being asked about our kind of sources of happiness and why we want to pursue a certain career, we're kind of conditioned to focus on achieving a specific career goal. So this kind of goal-oriented mindset doesn't necessarily lead to a fulfilled life. You know, it often lacks a lot of depth, if I'm being honest, like coming out of high school, I I was so pushed in and so fixated on doing kind of like design work. So I went into uni and I did web design and graphic design for like six months and I, I cut it dead. I had no life in me. It was so unfulfilling and I just had a whole gap here, you know, and then um, my parents built a house and I was like, fuck, I love architecture. I did so well at designing houses and shit in high school. You know, I won awards for it and I jumped into that and then I realized that, you know, I, I wanted something a bit more structured and I wanted, I loved the entire process, not just the design stage. So then I moved into the cold construction management degree, you know, and then I worked for builders, but then I realized that I loved kind of the certification and having a rule book and kind of helping builders get their shit done and built and achieved. So, you know, and in the last year, I think I've gone from two builders and three certification companies and now I'm in my dream job and I love what I do every day and I have so much freedom to do what I want to do and honestly I'm so grateful for my life but you see how like when you have a purpose a career kind of direction that fulfills you you don't stop until you find what you're looking for and you keep evolving you keep learning you keep growing so that there is the perfect example of what I'm trying to talk about yes I did it in a very short amount of time compared to someone it might take three, four, five years. Who knows? Everyone is on their own journey and you have to remember that and recognize that. So kind of with all of this, our identities have become, you know, closely intertwined with our careers, you know. So when we finally kind of gain the agency to contemplate what truly makes us happy and is meaningful, especially concerning our careers, okay, it can be very overwhelming. If if we've never asked ourselves these questions before, we may also find ourselves living away from our families for the first time, perhaps living alone or in a new city, in a new country, you know, 
the which challenges our sense of identity, yeah, and forces us to kind of define ourselves beyond our family's expectations and society's expectations, all right? So, you know, even navigating relationships, particularly romantic ones, but also friendships as well, is another kind of crucial aspect of our lives that can cause significant stress. So deciding who will make us happy in the long run is a profound and sometimes even daunting question to ask ourselves. So, you know, if you're currently in a long-term relationship, perhaps, you know, it's a high school sweetheart or someone that you started dating in uni or college, you know, you might be questioning if this relationship kind of aligns with the life you've envisioned. So deciding whether you want to maintain these relationships or be friends with certain individuals can be a challenging process. So, you know, in addition to the personal relationships, you'll also face significant kind of decisions related to your personal and professional life too. So these kind of relate to kind of financial investments, you know, decisions aligned with your life values and the career path you wish you wish to pursue. So for instance, you might ponder whether you want to work in an office or explore the world through travel, you know, both have uh, both options have their pros and cons and making such decisions can act kind of as a catalyst for a quarter life crisis. Actually, the Harvard Business Review did this report. I know, really fancy and really like scientific, but I've been subscribed for years and they come out with some interesting shit. Anyways, I had to go through and find this report again, but they found that the quarter life crisis, so the one, you know, that typically occurs in our 20s, it normally presents in kind of four phases. So first of all, if you're going through this and you kind of, or you feel like you're going through this, you are really going to be able to relate to some of these experiences and things that I'm about to talk about from the report. And I think it's really important to kind of break it down. So like, you know, what's the trajectory? What's the path through this kind of crisis period? You know, that can sometimes bring us a lot of comfort. So firstly, Often, if you're going through this, people are going to kind of feel a sense of being kind of trapped in some sort of kind of commitment, either in your personal life or your professional life. So, you know, this feeling of almost being claustrophobic and the sense that you cannot kind of escape the constraints of life, you know, like you're stuck, you're trapped, you're stuck in a full-time job, you're stuck in a relationship. And this sense of being trapped is often, you know, accompanied with depression and panic, you know, so feeling of the feelings of lost and kind of stuck, the anxiety, you know, that I was speaking on before, this is the beginning of the crisis, right? You're looking around and you're feeling like you don't like where I am. This is not where I wanted to be. I feel like I'm trapped in this situation. So following this, there's often some kind of like action or a desire to break away and change things. So in June, when my quarter life crisis kind of really reared its ugly head, I was driving, you know, to job to job and I was like, oh, this is my passion. Yes. But what's my purpose? Where's, where's that drive? What do I want to do outside of this? And that's kind of where the podcast kind of evolved from. And it kind of was born. Like I've always said that I enjoy helping people. I love adding value to people's lives and kind of the podcast gives me the platform and kind of long form to do that. And it just, it filled me up. And I said it like probably three years ago, two or three years ago. I I don't quite know when, but I like said it to my friend casually, you know, I would love to do this. And, you know, they were so supportive back then just as much as they are now. And yeah, that's kind of just how that happened, that sense of change, (laughs) which is really weird now that I'm reflecting back on it. Anyways, 
For some, it might be, you know, some sort of crisis or meltdown that's actually occurring and you're realizing it and it's really clear to you that you feel stuck and you kind of want to escape in such a, like a grand scale, you know, and you're at your breaking point where you eventually get, you know, tired of feeling so shit about your life and confused and kind of decide to make some drastic changes in your life. And, you know, if you don't do this, we kind of, we kind of risk living with this sense of unease and unhappiness for the rest of our lives if we don't start to kind of lean into these sense of changes that we want to make, yeah? So taking action, that kind of breakaway is a significant step, right? It's vital. However, this leap of faith or departure from our current reality doesn't always Paint a pretty picture. So it's often characterized by a profound sense of separation and loneliness as we bid farewell to places and relationships of, you know, deep comfort and convenience. So for instance, leaving a job you've held for years, ending that long-term relationship or parting ways with a place you've called home since a childhood, right? That can be, you know, immensely challenging and uncomfortable and a lot of the time painful. So, you know, it's because it's this, it thrusts us into uncharted territory, essentially. So with this kind of transition comes a sense of isolation, right? So strangely enough, this kind of, you know, period of isolation and feeling alone and uncertainty is kind of an essential aspect of our personal growth, right? So we have a unique opportunity for deep self-reflection. It's a chance to kind of contemplate our lives, you know, our true purpose and kind of experiment with new experiences, whether it's exploring new hobbies, making new friends or creating new career prospects, you know. Emerging from this crisis, we often find ourselves more confident in our identity, you know, Having had this time to kind of confront uncomfortable feelings, question our values and ideally discover some answers. So despite all of this discomfort, this experience is kind of like the catalyst for significant changes in our lives and can serve as a a so-called like springboard for it, for the essential like personal growth that you're going through. It launches you into your next exciting chapter in life. I hope you can visualize that. This kind of ties into the point I want to emphasize a bit more. So um, a quarter-life crisis often receives, you know, negative connotations, right? It's true. It can be a distressing period marked by mental discomfort. If you're currently navigating it, I emphasize with you, okay? It's fucking rough out there. I don't envy your position because I've just experienced, like, the hardship within mine. So... I can assure you that you will emerge from this. But nevertheless, it may not be an easy journey, right? But however, it is such an important part of your personal development and I cannot express that to you enough. So questioning the purpose and meaning of life is without a doubt a, you know, formidable change, yeah? But sometimes we kind of endure difficult experiences for a good reason. And this is such a good example, all right? It is such like an important step that we all must take at some point in our lives. And this is the perfect time to kind of have this profound realization, remolding kind of period in our life. So, What if you never questioned your life trajectory, you know, your dreams or your role in the world? So 
without these moments of discomfort and kind of self-reflection, you will stay stagnant. You will not move. Like, I can't. Why would you want to do that? Why? That's not the point of life. You are a human being. Fucking evolve. All right? Sometimes when we resist these feelings, okay, so our subconscious mind kind of finds a way to break through, right? The brain operates in mysterious, unconscious, and kind of subliminal ways. So when we begin to sense tension and attempt to suppress it by convincing ourselves that we're content or our minds are often at a stage of breakdown, right, this crisis forces us to kind of reconsider our desires and intentions in life, you know, it kind of compels us to examine what we truly want. So importantly, this kind of, it truly realigns typically, you know, this realignment occurs during the decade of life when such changes are expected. So precisely why it's a quarter life crisis. So most of us in our 20s kind of lack major responsibilities like children, mortgages, or significant financial obligations, you know. So that is affording us flexibility to make substantial life decisions. So if you're currently unhappy, dissatisfied with your job, right, not eager to work a traditional nine-to-five job or unhappy with your living situation and your crisis has kind of pushed you to the brink, you know, you're at breaking point, you're on the edge of the fucking cliff, Consider it as an excellent opportunity for change. You can seize numerous opportunities that come your way, particularly if your quarter life crisis stems from, you know, dissatisfaction in your career and a sense that your current path, you know, won't fulfill your purpose. Okay. So this crisis acts as kind of a catalyst for revisiting childhood dreams. So remember those aspirations I mentioned earlier. This is the perfect time for you to kind of assess whether you'd be happier pursuing them or is there something else that you want to pursue, you know? Is your current career path genuinely fulfilling you or is it time for a change? If you're if you kind of suppress these feelings, be warned, not only will you remain stagnant, but the discomfort that you are feeling and the unhappiness you are feeling will not disappear. I can guarantee you fucking that. You're likely to find yourself increasingly unhappy and immobile. Fucking tragic. Don't be a wet sock, okay? So embrace it. A quarter-life crisis, it, it offers the potential for numerous new opportunities, okay? And you need to understand that. When we're kind of forced to reevaluate our lives, we begin to see all these possibilities in ways that we never really imagined before. You know, suddenly this clear path and ambitions that we once had may no longer seem kind of a certain way to go down, right? Or a certain goal to achieve. So while this might initially appear kind of frightening, When we're kind of focused on a single dream, we often become blind to other opportunities. Like, it's so fucking tunnel visioned, okay? So, for example, like my whole career, you know, my union career kind of thing that I said before, you know, I was in school and I was so focused on design. So, I went to uni and I did design and then I didn't like it. So, then I stopped for a year and I opened my eyes and got out of the tunnel and I could see that I liked construction, you know, and I liked architecture and I remembered that I was good in school 
with architecture and I was winning awards and shit like that, right? But then I was so fixated in construction when I went from architecture into construction. I was so fixated on construction being a CA working for a builder that I was oblivious to certification and anything else in the realms of construction that I could have done. So that's what I'm talking about. So this fixation made me so obsessive on what's in front of me that I was oblivious to everything else around me. Today now, I'm doing something that I love, right? And I only made this transition within the last 12 months. And I then in June, I found this drive and purpose to do this podcast, you know, and it like... Without that crisis and all that bullshit that I went through, if I stayed tunnel vision, I would most likely be miserable being a graphic designer, probably freelancing, not really getting anywhere, not having any challenging experiences that serve a positive change in my life. That's always a good example to refer back to. It like I know a quarter life crisis I'm talking about in a specific year range, but I I believe that we kind of just go through it in our 20s. Like we go through it and it's okay to go through it. Okay, remember that. But, you know, lastly, a quarter life crisis, it, it helps solidify our core values as well. And I think this is really important, right? I often stress the importance of establishing values, right? Particularly in your 20s, right? Taking the time to identify kind of five things that matter to you most, to be honest, you know, like um, humility, creativity, or independence, you know. We often grow up adhering to values instilled by our parents and communities and social, like the world, that are effortless to embrace because, you know, they've been a part of us since fucking childhood. You know, we've been so fucking conditioned. So, however, a quarter life crisis can often kind of trigger by the realization that these values no longer align with our lives anymore. You know, we've evolved. We're faced with a choice, either discard them or we create new ones or strengthen the aspects that uh, still kind of resonate within us, okay? So take religion, for example. Many of us grew up with religious beliefs handed to us down by family, fed to us through the schools, yet you know, for me, for me personally, I've kind of evolved past that and I'm more of an atheist now and I believe in things outside of that, okay? So that's me genuinely shifting my beliefs and values from something that was passed down to me and kind of taught to me to something that I see now completely different and I believe in something completely different, all right? I'm not going to go too far into it because I will not judge or and I genuinely believe everyone has the right to kind of express and believe in what they want to express and believe in. But where I'm getting at is we evolve. So we must consider whether we genuinely believe in those values and beliefs handed down to us by kind of testing our beliefs and relationships. You know, we may discover a different belief system that aligns more closely with our kind of authentic selves and who we are today. So if there's one key takeaway from this episode, it's that the quarter-life crisis experience, which many of us encounter in our 20s, marked by daunting questions by our, you know, about our values and our purpose, you know, it may all be scary, okay, and daunting. I'm not here to deny that. It's fucking terrifying. But if you're going through it now, I know it's challenging. Hang in there. You can do it. Just know that it's also a rem- it's such a remarkable time in our lives because without it, we'd miss out on a lot of opportunity for personal growth and the chance to kind of determine what truly makes us happy and why we're here. 
like why we're fucking here doing what we do, yeah? Or why we're trying to find it. Okay. So I hope, really hope this episode provided you with some, you know, valuable insights and it serves or it serves as a, like kind of a pep talk for you too. And as I'm currently navigating through a similar phase in life, you know, questioning what it is I want and who I want to become still, like, as I said earlier, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle end of this whole crisis thing because I'm working through it pretty quickly. Um, it's, you know, it's undeniably, like, it's just so unsettling to go through because answers aren't readily available, you know, probably just like your situation, okay? Like, fucking finding these answers is just not an easy thing. But nevertheless, I choose to embrace this period of questioning because I believe that when I emerge on the other side of this and I have a clearer sense of self and what will bring me happiness, like, oh, I cannot fucking wait and I cannot wait for that for you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, You know, all your support is just so appreciated. You know, when you review the podcast, you know, like, share, you know, even follow the Instagram over at Get Curious Podcast means the fucking world to me. So have a good one and I will catch you in next week's episode.